0: Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina. Embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives families, community, and our businesses, remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Kodornew, a modern day bruja, fourth generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine American who started reading adults at 16 became a professional intuitive at 22 and now guides, creatives, intuitives, healers and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hello, everyone. I'm so, so excited to invite a friend, a colleague, and someone who's inspired me on my own journey as well. And so welcome to Priscilla, Stefan. Priscilla, thank you for being with us today. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi. And so I just wanted to give a little backstory for everyone. So Priscilla and I met in New York City where we hadn't even met yet, but then we met at an event, right? We met at an event. I think it was... Some sort of spiritual networking event. And then we started to get closer and to connect. And I had already been a psychic for, I don't even know, 20 some odd years. And one day, either we were exchanging some sessions or something. And she's like, Vanessa, right? I think you would be really, I think you would love the Akashic Record training program through Soul Journeys, right? Something like that. Yeah. And, you know, part of me was like, well, I already do my way, but I checked it out. And so thank you because I've been like teaching, I don't know, five years now and Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And so thank you. And so I wanted to share Priscilla with all of you because I admire her. Um, She's been birthing some heavy duty, passionate, mystical, and very practical um, new languaging for figuring ourselves out, for understanding ourselves better, so we can show up in, in the world and in our businesses. And so before we get to that part, I want to ask Priscilla. So Priscilla, how were you able to, or how did your own life story lead you to tapping into
1: your own magic? There was definitely no guidebook I think it was just spirit-led, honestly, because my life was completely unexpected. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, certainly never thought I would be a healer slash mystic slash kashuk Record person. I didn't even know what that was until maybe seven seven years ago. Um, And so it was just... (laughs) When I was nine, I wanted to be a nun, an astronaut, or a ballerina. And so I think that some, maybe that, the do-gooder of being a nun was of healing, helping people, counseling people was there. But I just didn't know how that would turn out. I had three very different careers, environmental policy work, event planning, fashion jewelry business, health coach, business coach now, business and leadership development how can you plan
0: that <laughs> I see, yeah totally and i see and i wanted to be a nun too and an astronaut by the way so that's, that's and that's what we're kind of doing in a way we're serving spirit and we go out there in the far reaches of the mystery of the soul right and the akashic mm-hmm. records so you really did not plan it um was there was there a particular event or experience that guided you to the Akashic records? Because I don't feel like everybody's called to the Akashic records. And I do want to ask you what what they are in a moment. But was there a particular something that called you to it? Or? It, was, it was
1: an email that came in my inbox. That's how it happened. Um, I, I, you know, how people, you know, share, cross promote each other. I think it was one of those. And I was a health coach at the time. And Never heard of this thing, didn't know what it was, but there was something about the email. It was it was a program called Heal Your Body Story. And it was a point in my life when I was healing through some trauma. And I knew that it was an energetic change that I needed to undergo. It wasn't gonna be talk therapy or anything. And and so there was something about it that just spoke to me. And so I called the lady up and I said, look. I think I need to do this. I remember clearly it was 997 for a five week program. I said, can I do a payment plan? I did a three payment plan and I did the five week course and I was blown away. It was so deeply healing. And then I, and I knew from my health coaching years that there was a missing piece. I just, I just hadn't found it yet. I knew that I wasn't meant to be a health coach and just to, to stop there, but I didn't know what it, what the, thing was, you know, I, I'd done psych ki I'd heard of hypnotherapy, I'd done Reiki, for, but I was like, no, that's not it, and then I was like, oh my god, how, the, how has nobody told me about this thing called the Akashic Records, and then it turns out that the lady that I did the program with was teaching how to access the Akashic Records through the Soul Journeys Method, and I was like, sign me up, this has been the missing link, and then it was the summer of 2013, 14? like that um and i took level one and then my entire world just changed from then life has never been the same
0: Absolutely. And, you know, um, in a moment, I want you to share, you know, how you see the Akashic Records. But what I can say is for somebody, you know, I I was reading, I started 16 reading, then I was reading tarot for 20 some odd years, like professionally. And I read the runes and I read the uh, pendulum, like I've read so many things. And I have a joke where my friend and I used to read each other till late in the evenings um, with our little tarot deck. And we were so confident about our reading, I'd be like, oh, we can throw a dirty laundry across the wall and just read it, you know, but it was because it was more than that. It wasn't necessarily the dirty laundry you were reading, you were reading the energy, you were receiving messages in a certain way. And so I found that the Akashic Records really are very different than other modalities because they take into such a space of what it is, right? Truth and love. So can you share it with the audience a little bit like, what is the, what are the Akashic Records?
1: To me, I call it like the Harry, Harry Potter's library in the ether. I don't know if anyone's watched, you know, the, the library. It's There's all these steps and all these books, and it's endless and infinite. It's just a library of everything about our soul through all dimensions, pl- times, and, and it's just a way to, I pretty much say, it's our way to connect to our soul guides, the ones that have been following us through every lifetime, including this one, who knows better than we know ourselves, and they're here to just provide us with Guidance and love and support to live our best life, and it. And I always tell people that the Akashic Records, how I see the records being different than any other modality. Not that I know all the modalities, is that it really requires you to step up, show up, and be empowered. As you, you know, with your questions, you just don't. It's not a passive experience. You have to be as engaged and present and take personal responsibility, so that then they, can, your guides, can in turn reflect that back and give you the most practical, precise information that's available to you now, knowing that it's not predictive or psychic, but will give you clarity on your next steps. Understanding that you also have free will and choice <laughs> as well.
0: Yes, yes <laughs> no, totally on point. You're so totally right. And it is, and I love it. You know, and some of my students, they go through it and then they're calling me, they're telling me something. And I'm like, but did you go to the Akashic Record Keepers? You know, and they're like, ah, and I don't think that sometimes they want to like, you know, like be yeah. quiet but it's because um i was talking about this with my class the intuitive journey class where it's like we're naturally and innately intuitive and we're born to receive and send invisible information that's who we truly really are and yet you know, the reason we would say to take a class is because we've been pushed away, right, from it so much across Judeo-Christian religions, across society, um, the age of reason, and so on and so forth, that we, we have to almost re-engage with that part of ourselves in order to make it a habit. Because, like, when, you know, I receive information all the time, right, I'm sure you do, but then when I sit in, there's, like, so much more that I could do because I can heal in the records as well, Right. And so, um, any thoughts on that, like that we are already intuitive and why would we um, decide to like, let's say, take a training in an Akashic Record class?
1: Well, I I think that, well, my world exploded when I entered the Akashic Records. And um, it's almost like living in this reality, like it's like peeping, peeking through a, a keyhole and then when you enter the records, it's like, it's you. one of those images of someone looking into the cosmos and it's like, you just see the universe. It's such a, it's a, such so much more becomes available in terms of accessing information, just feeling the energy of love and and, and, and which is such a high frequency that just opens you up and grounds you and just into so much. And there's also so much healing that can come through. Um, that was my first access point to the records was a five week, very intense, very intense healing, um, you know, I, I just, I sat there and they guided each week. It was, it was a lot. Um, so there's so much more that's available. It's almost like, um, do you want to try to cook in a kitchen that has a knife and just a plate? Or do you want a full kitchen that has everything you can u- use and then more just makes things so much more robust and easier and richer? Um, I can't imagine my life without um the Because I just, I was in there this morning, you know, and it was just, I had some questions and it just was like, okay, and you know, it's just, it's just becomes a more um, like living a life in technicolor versus black and white, you know, why would you just limit yourself when there's so much more? And I get that not everyone is, is, is kind of, you know, wants to do Akashic Records. Like I don't see myself doing hypnotherapy. I don't see myself doing a whole bunch of other things. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just doesn't mean it's probably not part of, part of my Path, but this was it was a, a slam dunk, you know, and um, I haven't looked uh, back. And what I have noticed for people that um, And I think we're as individual readers as we are humans, right, and we have our own tone style delivery um, and also I would say our, our, our sweet spots, right? Um, I don't like to do healing in the records at all. I mean, if it comes through, I will do it, but I'm very good at business and downloading dense bodies of work in the records. Like, um, and, and that's my jam. That's my focus. Um, but there are people that do relationship healing. I don't touch relationships at all. I'm not a medical intuitive. I can't tell you, (laughs) I'm just, just not equipped, but People have other abilities, you know, and other interests. And so I think part of that too, I think for your listeners who you said are are healers, is that trust what you feel called to. And if you want to expand, expand, but don't try to be something you're not, right? Trust where you feel um, the pull.
0: I love that you said that. And that's actually one of the things why I, you know, I respect you for many things, Um, you know, as a human being, as a friend, as... Um, the thing that's called me is that you've just, you've honored this is my jam for a long time now that I've known you. are like, this is what I like to do and this is what I'm going to do. And that's, that's, very, that's really wonderful to see a specialist in a world where, you know, you see grabbing over here and grabbing over there. Let me see. And I think that there's a point where we do come in and we may grab around a lot of different things um, just to see what works. And then we narrow it in um, I know that I love to do a lot of different things. It's just in my makeup. Um, even though as a Biz bruja, I like to focus on businesses. I find that in the work of the business, I find I find there's a lot of spaces that need healing, right? Like beliefs Tons. and healing and like need to be reworked and uh, either with hypnosis or Akashic Record, or sometimes they even have to do with love or even like the health is affecting the business. So. I see it as intertwined. And so I love that there's many different ways to do it. We can go in and say this is my jam, whether it's like this specific area, or this is my jam, I love to do a lot of different things, or this is my jam, I'm exploring and I don't know what. So wherever we're at on the path, allow yourself to just be true to yourself. If it's true to explore right now, if it's true to do one thing, whatever we may be saying, like even um yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about this conversation. So how did it come through for you? that you how did it come through for you that you started to download dense subject matter that now became you know the archetype system and then your next phase right going into leadership guiding leaders
1: Right. So I think that, and for the listeners here, um, trust that it may go in phases, right? Like you just go for, for very quick, funny story. I think I told you this right Vanessa, that as part of the uh, Soul Journeys method for the training of the Akashic Records, you have to do a few practice sessions. I think it's 10 hours for level one, 20 hours for level two. Well, level two, when I did reading for others, I was so freaked out. I... I did a hundred free readings in two and a half months. Wow. I was terrified because I'm like, this is so much responsibility. I I don't know if I can do this. What if it, it stops working? <laughs> totally, totally. I'm with you. I understand. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So what I realized off the bat was that I hated relationships. I have no patience. Why you have not found your soulmate? I cannot tell you anything medically, um, but I did find that when it came to people's, like, what is my life purpose or my career or something, that seemed to be where there was a lot more fluency and fluidity. And then my own coach who had done Akashic Records training with me began to download mark people's marketing plans in the records. And I thought, this is so cool. Let me see if I can do it too. And I could. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I can just sit down and type this shit. And it was great. And then um, and then my guides, typical. I'm sorry I'm going to curse. There are fuckers, little fuckers, and I and they said just download a little book for for us. I'm like, "Okay, the book became, you know, it, it wasn't like 20 pages, it was 165 pages so far, and it became an entire body of work and it was not downloaded in a day. It was downloaded in months. Um, and then it became a body of work on leadership architects and helping people understand their soul language for leadership, which is really contribution. And so I realized that I had this ability to, and then then I it opened my eyes to, oh my God, and this anyone who reads the records, right, or just channel all kinds of energy, is that we can download sales pages and all kinds of marketing copy and names. Um, And so then I began to go, Oh, wow, I do have the ability to download all this information. And it's, I mean, it's tiring, but it's also really exciting. Um, And so um, that's one of my little gifts. And so I don't like to do the healing messy stuff, but I like the clean cut cut kind of let's clean this up and give people the actionable information. So it came in stages. I love that
0: I love that. So can you share can you share the work with us? You know the title, the what is I know that it is for leadership archetypes. It is. Yeah, and so
1: tell us more. I love that you were saying that, you know, how your audience was really into you and the podcast the people in tapping into their magic and um how, you know, the, the, the Soul Fluent leadership archetypes, and the Soul Fluent was the word that came through in the records too, and actually became my business name, but creating the Soul Fluence, the fluency in the language of your soul, right? Um, became um, a body of work that is really about helping people understand that they have incredible gifts, that they get to share with the world and contribute. Um, It's so easy in a world where we're told what's wrong with us, what we don't have, what's not enough, what's not good enough, to be reminded of what's already kind of built, baked in and built in as part of our innate souls kind of operating system and that we have so much to share. And especially if you have so many healers, which would fall under the mystic archetype in in my, Um, This framework is that we have this innate ability to our our top gifts are creative, intuitive and healing right Uh, mystics are here to elevate consciousness on the planet through these gifts. And so one of our major gifts that we always tend to discount is our ability to hold space. And that our energy, just when we walk into a room, even if we don't say anything, we heal, we create change because we have that healing energy within us. But sometimes we forget that, discount it, and then try to stuff all this content and put all this stuff. not that there's anything wrong with content or teaching because mystics are incredible teachers, but sometimes. We, we forget that less can be as potent, if not more than more stuff, you know, and that we are natural space holders. And sometimes just remembering, this for me was a game changer as a mystic. Um, and so um, just remembering that we have these abilities and, and what's fun and sometimes a bit of a mind trip is that because it comes so easily, we can discount, right? So yes. well, that's too easy. Yes. Yes. Well, but that's, that's the beauty there's so many hard things sharing our gifts, you know, or marketing, maybe make the, keep the marketing difficult, but make the sharing of the gift easy. Oh my
0: God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would, I always say that, you know, in our intuition training right now, in our intuitive journey, where it's like, um, I was like, if an eagle's flying through the air and it has these amazing wings, it's never like, yo, dude, I have the best wings, right? Or like that, mira, mira, meet us look at my wings. No, it's just flying. <laughs> and so I think that a lot of times the mystic is like that, I would say, we're just flying high, or we've got our intuition and we're helping, or we can't help but open our mouth. We can't help but bring light. But then we're like, oh, this little thing? What? This thing I do? That's who I am. Oh, I've been like that since I'm a kid hello that's your power that's your gift that's your soul gift and so yeah it's so amazing what is another so i love that you're talking about the mystic archetype what is another archetype that you feel is coming up you know during these times
1: divine feminine so there are five there's the mystic the visionary the strategist the explorer and the divine feminine the divine feminine is coming up big time um i know you've heard a lot when people talk about leadership about feminine leadership or the rising of the feminine leadership and this is um the divine feminine leadership their core uh, gifts are to uh be about collaboration building community and um evoking love and mastery in the world so the divine feminine is the reminder to receive to do things in community with community and for community and to do things in collaboration, not by yourself. (laughs) You're laughing, you're like, yeah, you see that around, right? Um, and so, what this can have, this can show up in a business, is oftentimes a, a pull to start a um, a membership community or a community offering in a different way to invite people to to help grow the community instead of being more like the visionary, which can be more like the warrior. I'm alone. I will do it all by myself, and then. <laughs> kaput, right? And so the divine feminine is all about flow, and learning about having simple structures that can really allow the flow, you know, it's kind of that finding that yin and yang kind of, you know, how can I allow the masculine to support me as so that my, my feminine energy can really flourish and fly, but in community and with receiving and with allowing and not doing everything by yourself.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think that many of us have already learned through experience that the warrior, while it's awesome and great, and we love it, like, you know, like they say, no man is an island. Um, It's like no woman is an island either. And I think it's our natural state to be in community. It's just that we've had trauma, like ancestrally or in this life, you know, of being picked on or hurt or harmed or betrayed, and then we move away from that or we get scared and we start to focus too much on depending on ourselves. Uh, Of course, it depends on the right community because there are some communities that, right, we're talking about cults. They're not really the most supportive or loving. Um, And you were saying that you're the mystic. Can you be more than one archetype?
1: Yes, Uh, everyone, everyone has it. So when people can, they can take the quiz if they want, there's a free quiz to take. So the quiz identifies the archetype that you have been leading with up until this point, but archetypes just like um, life phases and life change. So because to me, when I think of an archetype, I think of it as a set of energies, right? Or accessing certain energies, almost like an ecosystem. But, you know, just like, you know, sometimes depending on the plant, if you put it in a Lush forest, it works better, and then sometimes it needs a desert, right? Um, so, we sometimes need to shift ecosystems or archetypes based on the phase of business or life that we're in. And so, um, when I do my roundtables, what happens is that we, ad- I, we identify in the records the archetype that will move their vision their business vision forward. And sometimes it's actually different from what the quiz identified because the energy is the, um, what needs to lead and the gifts that need to lead are different from what got them to this point. And so definitely, you and so the archetypes can change. And also um, we identify the primary, the secondary, um, the quiz only identifies a primary archetype, but you can identify up to three out of the five. Um, and one kind of like stacks almost like a layered cake. They s- stack and support one another, but the dominant archetype is usually the one that leads in the messaging of the business um, and also in who you need to be um, in order to, um, to be the, the steward of the vision, of the message, you know, of the cause that you have. I love that. I love that. So
0: what would you say to like the next generation of healers who are feeling the call, right? To step forward um, from your, from your vantage point of having survived, having a business online, right? Because it is a survival at to some point. So we figure out how to, I would say how to build a business without dying, right? Because it's like, because we can be pushed to that, right? We can be pushed to that where we overwork. So from all of the things that you've gone through, from maybe overwork to finding flow, to getting to the space where now you understand this beautiful work that's flowing through and you've become the steward of it. What are some some points or just a message you'd love to share for the next generation of healers and leaders?
1: Take your time, go at your own pace, and you get to choose the call. You don't have to should your way into the call. And the call will activate Stuff. <laughs> It'll bring up shit. Um, and, you know, I have this essential ascension model um, for the archetypes that really, because I didn't realize as we evolve and going through business, you have this too, but when you evolve in your leadership, it starts with the awakening or this initiation you feel the call right and then you're like what do i do with this call and then you start moving forward and then shit, this is awful and then it becomes like this dark night of the soul and i was like when i went through all these steps i had no idea and you knew me when i was burned out and when i had to step away and i might i had a version of a nervous breakdown with this work because i could not understand it at all um was that um it it, i wanted context so now there's there's an ascension model to explain maybe where you are on this and even in the entrepreneurial journey it is a leadership but it's a spiritual journey obviously and so um to take your time and you you will learn a lot um and i think the greatest lesson is that you will learn to trust yourself for sooner or later, for better or for worse, um, and that you have the answers. And that can be challenging in a world where, you know, so many people think that they know what to tell us to do. And also, as mystics, our greatest kryptonite is self doubt. It can be, right? I don't know enough. I don't have a certification enough. There are so many people better than me. Um, I can't charge for this. Who am I to be doing this? Um, but That's, I think, one of the greatest pieces of growth and healing is to trust that we know enough, that we can do enough, and then really understanding, I think, the power and the value of the gifts that we bring and their application um, to see the evidence that what we do matters, and also that we don't have to throw ourselves under the bus. To heal that, and that's the thing, mystics are here to create harmony, right? And in the world and on the planet, and so that means, unfortunately, most of us create enormous disharmony in our bodies and in our autoimmune systems before we realize that um, to create a, a world that works for everyone, and it includes working for us and our yes. nervous system yes. and our bodies. Uh, and that's soul fluent leadership means. It means creating um, a world that works for everyone, starting with ourselves and the planet and everyone that we touch. How do you create that win-win-win? And so I think it's a journey, you know, and I hopefully, hopefully now we're more aware that we know better than to hustle our way into anything um, and to find our own flow and to take, uh, it takes practice, like anything, you know, and, and we change and, in. but um just just be gentle um and listen to if something doesn't sound right or feel right trust that you know because we're such we're so our currency as mystics i find is energy right we feel our way into things um and also know when to stop over and then to start doing <laughs> it's a fine line
0: <laughs> yes yeah so good i love it i'm like i have to hear this again because it's like It was so resonant on many levels, like I look at my past self and even the, you know, present self, because business and life changes a lot where you could have a flow where there's enough space for you and suddenly you don't. Right. And it's not when you're working for yourself, at least for me, it's not so much as well work less. Well, it's like, wait a minute, I'm supporting a lot of different things. So how do I um it's not about well, I'm going to take 2 weeks off if I'm tied into many different things it's also like looking forward and blocking stuff out and like being mindful as you're booking things for the next year of not being like for me I think I'm superwoman and I could do everything and I know I can do a lot at the same time let's not abuse no right? Like my inner self is like, don't abuse it, girl. Don't abuse it. You know, and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, backtrack a little. But um, but I love what you said that because we shift and we change and we need to create a world that's good, for, it's harmonious for everyone, including ourselves. Because we do forget ourselves in this. When we're thinking, especially as a healer, as a mystic, or about everybody else, well, I want to give them when I want to offer them. I mean, if you're truly rooted in that, that's a tendency, Right.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, confession here is that I think that I would get a high, you know, when I would feel bad about so many things, it's such a high when you can help someone, you feel good about yourself all of a sudden, you know, when you're feeling bad about the marketing, when you're feeling bad about the world, and when you're assimilating all the energy from your spouse, your brother, your mother, your this... The world and your friend and your neighbor whose dog just died, and you're like, yeah, but look, I can help. I feel better. I have value, and I would see myself, my value or my sense of purpose or or meaning in doing that. But it, it would also go overboard, and because it, it was not um, healthy, um, and it was not met with, um, you know, I don't know, just a better way of looking. Um, add things in in the the horrible phase of the dark nights of the soul of the ascension of, of like really new level leadership is identity crisis. Who am I? If I'm not this, who Uh, am I, if I don't do, if I'm not the mother, the sister, the, the, the body of work person, the leadership person, the coach, the healer. And I think there comes a point where as much as we dive into it and want to assimilate and take it all in and share the greatness that we have, can we equally just step back and say, I'm okay if I'm not this too. I'm be. I'm, I transcend this, right? I'm a soul. I'm something bigger than this. I love doing this. I want to choose to do this, and I'm okay if I if for some reason I don't. You know, or like they're, they're, It's about not needing it, but choosing it and being okay with what is. You know. And, and oh, that... I'm
0: getting so many chills because you're speaking to something. You know, I had a training a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and I heard somebody said something like, My life is not my own. And I'm like, Oh, no, girl, pull back, pull back. Your life is your own. You get to choose. And that's a very old martyr mystic uh, model of I must listen to spirit and be carried wherever I go, right? And I've been there myself, like real drama, like in the 1940s and all that, when you're looking off dramatically off the screen, looking into the sun and La Luna or whatever, and you're like, And it's just like really dramatic and I make fun of it, but I've been there and I love what you said, you know, you made a confession, like I've been there too, where I I go, I'm thinking back of when I was there and it was really like, I was very, very ill. So it was about five years ago. I was very ill. I was living in New York city. I had to support myself Um, and no roommates, no partner. Uh, It was me. And I had classes already sold out. I had things to show up. And it was so hard and in my thing, I mean, but there wasn't really a way to like not do it cause things still had to, at that point, I wasn't working the way I am now. Like now I work in a way where I could say, well, if I have to take two months off, three months, I can, I don't want to, but back then it wasn't that way. And I remember I was so, so ill. And I was also, you know, I had just had a breakup. I was alone and it was like really not feeling great and being alone right? My family didn't, didn't live near me. Um, I couldn't go out with my friends. So my friends loved me, but you know, I wasn't out with them. And it was just like moment, another, another layer of the dark night of the soul where I'm laying there on the wooden floor of my old apartment, like suffering, like crying and sobbing. And just, I was like, I deny this God universe, you know, dramatic style like your cat did before all dramatic later. I was just like, I cannot have incarnated in this life to just serve others like I cannot have done that because I felt so bad about you know just like I was like I don't have a partner I don't have my health right now oh my god and at that moment where I was just like I'm done I really think I broke some sort of soul agreement where I was like I am done universe this is a co-creation I know i'm here to finish soul agreements from a past life where i didn't get to finish because they kept killing me okay i get it i've been burned many times and whatever else happened to me you know regarding being a witch or being a healer or being someone who spoke out or differently than the church or judeo-christian religion at the same time that's when everything shifted i was like no 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 llegamos, you know as my mom used to say is like we you know we were here to this point that's it And that's when I was like, I have to figure out a way and even though I would say that right now there is a lot going on, you know, hiring people to come in and help making sure you take walks with your partner, having the having a love in your life. And so I can say that it's true. And I love that you brought it up. So everybody who's listening, if you're a mystic type, and you might be if you're listening to this podcast, whatever is the job that you're doing, you're a healer showing up to serve in some way, shape, or form. You're in some way connected to your spirit. You're intuitive. You're creative, as you said. Um, Just pay attention that it's not just service, service, service. It's an archaic model. It never worked then, and it doesn't work now. So... Yes.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's an opportunity to look at where can you add more richness to your life and meaning that expands beyond the work. The work is not you. You are not just work. You are a multifaceted being, making sure that the other levers in your life, love, health, well-being, spirit, fun, friends, hobbies are activated as well.
0: Thank you. I love that. Yes, balance, balance. Mm, Thank you, Priscilla, so much for all your wisdom, for your experience. And where can we find you if people want to reach out to you?
1: PriscillaStefan.com and on the homepage or go to PriscillaStefan.com forward slash quiz. You can take the less than five minute free Soul Fluent Leadership Architect quiz that will identify the archetype that you have been leading with the most. And if you opt in, you'll get a free archetype you know, mini guide to give you some insights in yourself. And um yeah, um I'd love to people want to check that out, that's available. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Priscilla. Thank, Thank you everyone. Gracias todos. And I'll put all the links in so we can connect with Priscilla. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us.
1: Welcome. Thank you.
0: So much love. Bye. Bye.